It didn't take long after the advent of the automobile for traffic jams to become a dismal feature of modern life. Now researchers at the Argonne National Laboratory are working to discover a way to model and forecast traffic so it can be mitigated by rerouting. Joining me with more on this project, Argonne computer science leader, Dr. Prasanna Balaprakash. Dr. Balaprakash, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks for having me. Now, this um, is a problem that people have tried to attack for many, many years, how to mitigate traffic. And I guess my understanding of traffic is that it is a fluid and needs to be looked at through the eyes of fluid dynamics. Am I all wet or is that really the case? Uh, you are you are very close. You know, there are different ways to model traffic and modeling traffic with the fluid flow is definitely, you know, one of the modeling methodology that is very close to the underlying physics. So the approach that we took is also pretty close to the idea of fluid flow. It's called diffusion process. So basically the diffusion process is something that is used to model the particles that moves from higher concentration to lower concentration, which is pretty close to what you would expect with the traffic. And of course, people have been trying to solve this for a long time. What new tools do we have? I'm guessing they're in the area of predictive analysis and artificial intelligence. But what are the new tools we have to take on this old problem? Okay, so that's a fantastic question. So let me take a step back. The problem of traffic forecasting is very, very complicated, right? It has a lot of local interactions and the, the fact that, you know, something happens far away can affect the other regions of the traffic network and so on and so forth. So the problem is very complex. There are a lot of intricacies and modeling this let's say mathematically has been a challenge. So people reduce that to make assumptions and, and reduce the problem and try to develop mathematical models that can provide forecasts. But the challenge is, you know, all these assumptions leads to reduction in predictive accuracy, right? So that has been a challenge so far. With the recent tools in particular, we are collecting, we in the sense, the, the traffic network infrastructure people, they collect a lot of data. You know, starting from sensors on the road all the way to using traffic trajectories from cell phone in an anonymized way and so on and so forth. So now we have lots and lots of data to play with. And at the same time, there were advances in artificial intelligence and particularly a class of approach called machine learning. It's a purely data-driven approach. Instead of you doing things more in a mathematically precise way, now you have this learning approaches where you throw in tons of data and these approaches learn from the data and produce a model which doesn't require precise mathematical definitions or mathematical modeling but it can give much more precise or much more predictive accuracy than the simplified models because i think there would be another big variable in here that may not apply in other endeavors other areas of looking at dynamics and that is the human factor which is maybe the most unpredictable part of people mm -hmm. inside the car, the nut behind the wheel, so to speak. Yeah, totally. So that's why, you know, modeling the human in a sense, like, you know, what, what is an individual is going to do is very hard. And capturing that as a sort of a, in a, in a mathematically precise way is, is very, very hard. So that's why this sort of, you know, data-driven approaches sort of looks at a general trend and also looks at the correlations based on the day of the week, the month of the year, seasonality, and even such as, you know, like say, you know, some sports related events is happening and there is a traffic. So all this, we don't need to write 
precise models for each and everything. Instead of that, we have data and we let the data speak and we want to learn these correlations automatically and use this information in a model that can give us much better predictive accuracy. We're speaking with Dr. Prasanna Balaprakash, computer science leader at the Argonne National Laboratory. Well, tell us about the program itself. Where did you get the data sets that you are using? Where did you load them into? And what's the status of it at this point? So the data that we are working on is from California Highway Network Systems. And there is a dedicated infrastructure that collects uh, lots of data from the whole of uh, California. In particular, we were looking at uh, Los Angeles, which is prone to traffic jams and a lot of traffic issues. Yeah, I've been there. I've noticed. (laughs) Okay. So that's of special interest. But we were looking at data uh, in a a much bigger scale throughout the whole California traffic network. Uh, So there's a system called PAMS, which collects the data throughout the network. And one can take the data and analyze the data. So that's where we started. So we worked with around 11,000 sensors, which were sort of spread throughout California. We downloaded around one year worth of data and developed these predictive models. All right. And have you learned anything at this point? Many things. The first and foremost, uh, the data is noisy. (laughs) And we have to do a lot of post-processing to make sure that the data is in a form that we can use and we can sort of, you know, inject into our machine learning models. So there are a lot of failures in the sensors because the sensors are prone to this type of failures, you know, because of the weather, because of various type of external conditions, right? So these are the sensors that stay out in the road. So we have to deal with the noise, we have to deal with the failures, and we have to do pre-processing to make sure that the data is in proper form. So once we have the data, then the next thing is the volume of the data. So it's both a blessing and also a sort of a a disadvantage, right? So we have a lot of data. We have large volume of data and processing this data is hard and presents numerous computing challenges. So that's where the supercomputing capabilities at Argonne comes in. So the algorithms are part of the puzzle. The data is major chunk of the puzzle. But the ability to process this data, to learn from this data using uh, large supercomputers is a critical part of the puzzle. So if you take the data and if you try to do this, try to build a predictive model on a single computer, it might take a week, more than a week, uh, full time, right? And that's something that we cannot afford. So what we did is try to scale these approaches on large number of compute nodes, we call them uh, in a supercomputer. So supercomputers are sort of think of this as a number of individual compute nodes put together. So we scale them on these big machines so that we can reduce the training time or the, the analysis time from a week to less than three hours. So now we can process this massive data within three hours. We can build the predictive models within three hours. And this is a this is a game-changing capability for traffic management scenarios because the ability to process the data in you know, three hours, you can do that overnight and build a predictive model and deploy it the next morning. So your model will be sort of, you know, you can keep on updating this model within a very short time. And as you mentioned, you know, these type of models can, by well, sheer nature of being updated more frequently, provide much better accuracy than otherwise. Well, once you have these models and you can do predictive analysis of the traffic, what's the practical application? Because you can admire the problem, but can you do anything about it? 
you know, uh, ability to predict traffic in advance, in particular, you know, ability to predict traffic congestions as soon as some events happen in a traffic network, provide numerous advantages for proactive traffic management. You can start rerouting traffics in a much better way, in a proactive way, as opposed to a reactive way. You know, you don't wait until something happens, but okay, you see that there is something wrong that is happening. So for example, you have a predictive model and you are looking at the trend from the predictive model and the actual traffic, you are monitoring these differences and say, okay, you know, something is wrong on this particular network. And as soon as you see those kind of events or those kind of discrepancies, you can start you know, rerouting traffic in a, in a much better way. So ability to predict traffic incidents and traffic conditions 30 minutes before it gets really, really worse makes a big difference. So those type of capabilities are something that the traffic management centers are looking for. And these type of approaches are quite effective and useful for those problems. Now, this output is being generated by the energy department. Will you share it with the transportation department? What becomes of what it is that you learn in this project? Okay, so the Department of Energy, so this is funded by Department of Energy within that specific division called VTO, Vehicle Technology Office. And one of the overarching goal is to address the energy challenge. So we are also looking at this problem from the energy perspective, meaning that you know fuel efficiency, people productivity, and so on and so forth. So that's why this is a model. You know, if we manage to address these type of problems, then it can enable other type of capabilities. So there are talks with the traffic management centers. We are in touch with them at this point. But, you know, this is a work in progress and we are just scratching the tip of the iceberg. So the next thing is, you know, how this thing will work in production. We have to do the simulation. We cannot just take this and put this right now because we have to do all the testing before uh, beforehand. So, you know, we have to do simulation. So that's the other piece of the project, which is led by LBL, uh, Lawrence Berkeley National Lab in Berkeley. So uh, they will use these type of models within simulation and try to see you know, what are the different types of proactive strategies that one could devise that could help address this problem. So it's a number of steps that we have to take uh, to make sure everything works and then start thinking about the deployment. Dr. Prasanna Balaprakash is computer science leader at the Energy Department's Argonne National Lab. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.